Welcome everyone, this is Todd Smeckens with Muncie Voice. I've been asked to give uh, several definitions um, for Muncie Voice. In my writings, I refer quite often to um, the oligarchy and uh, everybody always asks me, what are you referring to when you're talking about an oligarchy? And um, uh, usually it's in reference to all the commentary that you hear on the news about our democracy in distress. Um, well, it is in distress. And um, however, the media, the mainstream media does not point us to what we need to be looking at. What they're pointing at is... Um, uh, how the Republicans and how the Democrats are invoking policies on the rest of us and working outside the mainstream. And that they refer to as a democracy in crisis. However, when you look at it, when you take a step back and you look at who controls both the Democrat and Republican headquarters. Uh, the Koch brothers had uh, spent decades um, consuming the Republican Party uh, to the point that it is no longer uh, even remotely uh, resembles what the Republican Party was a decade ago. Um, this is the objective of the Koch brothers. They are the owners. Uh, they are one of the richest men in the world. And they've acquired that wealth through inheritance and through their private corporations. And it's very interesting. It's very uh, telling uh, for us to learn that they are not a uh, capital company. They are private capital. They have not gone to the stock market to raise money for their business. Therefore, they are the anti-government slash business interest. And they are against that. And they fund the politicians who are against that. Anything to nip away at the government, they fund that. And we need to know that that's important because um, what you'll find out is every policy, I mean, they, they fund 150 universities. They fund the Cato Institute, the Heritage Foundation, they, they own and fund um, all these, even uh, our NPR and uh, public radio and um, our local university here in Muncie, Indiana, Ball State. Uh, the Koch brothers are behind all of them. And uh, because of that, they get favorable uh, recommendations and policies being advocated and written by the professors at these universities.
So we have we have to we have to identify that a democracy is based on the um, individual people. Uh, back when the Constitution was written, um, they were very specific about um, claiming that we are a democracy and that we need to ensure that the government is by the people and for the people. You know, the whole we the people. Well, uh, Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson was one of the uh, enlightened ones, so to speak. He went over to spend a lot of time in Europe before he came over here to the United States and uh, helped organize a government and uh, for us. And uh, he, even though he was a slave owner, he, he commented quite frequently about we the people. He was uh, very uh, concerned about the press and what their positioning was um, in holding the government accountable. And that's very important. Um, but what we see today, I mean, Jefferson wrote letters um, to judges back in the day and said, you know, he saw the economic wolves, uh, the robber barons of the day, he saw those up on the horizon, and they were looking to take down the government as soon as they formed it. Um, and the people that formed it were pretty much all oligarchs. Uh, it was a few people who took it upon themselves to write the, uh, frame the Constitution uh, the democratic republic uh, that we claim that we have. Um, if you look on Wikipedia and, and the Democracy Index, we rank 25th out of the all the countries on uh, democracy. Uh, that does not speak well for our existing democracy. Um, we are not a democracy. And again, once again, we are an oligarchy. And we were an oligarchy when we started, and we're still an oligarchy. And um, it's a few people holding the um, country uh, imprisoned, basically. I mean, they make the policies, they fund both political parties. Um, Dwight D. Eisenhower, former president in the, in the 60s, wrote about the military-industrial complex. That is an oligarchy. Um, Einstein in 1949 wrote about uh, why socialism um, basically pointing out that in, under capitalism, uh, within a short period of time, capitalism, uh, due to technological advances and such, uh, accumulates enough wealth, the oligarchs do, that they 
form monopolies which basically impose their will upon society. And because of that, we can't, um, like universal health care and other policies that we want to benefit all of us, we can't, uh, workers' rights, et cetera, et cetera, we can't get those passed because it goes against the oligarchy. It's going to defeat and cause problems for their profit-making ways. And uh, so that's, it's very important when we look at our country and how it's set up, uh, you got to understand how, how, it, how it's set up today and um, before you can make recommendations. Because if, if we were a democracy, the country would be listening to the people. The polls that the media runs and, um, and, and calls folks, we'd be more aligned with that. If you look over in Europe, and you see uh, when uh, uh, the Prime Minister Macron, Emmanuel Macron, makes a uh, policy from the presidential suite saying that he's going to cut so much money out of retirement and worker salaries to pay for this and that, uh, basically accumulating more wealth for the military industrial complex um the people went to the streets um same thing happened in israel um in the middle east uh when he made recommendations on what he was going to do um he met resistance with the people the people got in the streets and said no you're not going to do that you're not going to do that. And he stopped. Macron stopped. And they went another direction. And that's really what the United States needs to do. But the media has got the people so complacent that they will sit and tolerate an abundance of misuse at the state, local, and federal level. Um, you really don't have any idea just how corrupt our government is. And, you know, the Democrats point at the Republicans and the Republicans point at the Democrats and Fox News points at the Democrats and MSNBC points at Fox News and the Republicans and all the high-pollutant uh, professors and think tanks in D.C. point at uh, either party. And if you look at either, if you look at the funding of the think tanks, you'll see why they're pointing at which agency. I mean, it, you got to peek behind the doors. If the media is not telling you who's funding the, uh, this bill and that bill and, and the lobbyists involved, then they're not doing their job. They're telling you half the story. The biggest story is what goes on behind the closed doors with the lobbyists and the think tanks 
and all the money that takes place behind closed doors with the politicians getting the will away from the people toward the corporations and the oligarchy. I give, uh, in Muncie, uh, it didn't take uh, very long to break down the oligarchy, oligarchic structure here because we had the uh, Ball Family Foundation and uh, they've always been active in the government uh, dating back to the 1800s when they bought land here in Muncie from the James Whitcomb Riley, the famous poet of Indianapolis. He had, uh, when he was going through some financial difficulties, uh, the Ball family bought the land and utilized the gas, uh, the plentiful gas that we had here in the uh, region and set up shop. And over the course of uh, several decades, uh, generations and two, um, they pretty much ran the show. And uh, it was amazing to watch. I mean, the historical accounts weren't accurate, you know. Uh, there were books that were written that said, no, uh, this, the history's been whitewashed. And that's pretty much what we get in schools. And, and uh, what's funny is the Republicans think that stuff is all uh, leftist. It's not leftist. You know, leftist is what Marx wrote. You know, it's what the socialists are writing. And, you know, the socialists are all on top of this uh, because they've always been there. Um, they were big back when FDR was around and, um, FDR was, uh, pretty much was the, the president that saved capitalism from the oligarchs. He protected capitalism and told the oligarchs, here's what we're going to do. If you want to keep capitalism, here's what we're going to do. And he outlined uh, some social measures um, like Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid, etc. Um, he convinced the oligarchs, the robber barons of that time in the 30s, that um, if you want to keep capitalism, here's what we're going to do. And the reason why he was being pushed is you, he had the um, um, unions. The unions ran about 90% of the workplace, and uh, the unions were big. They were big in the churches. They were big in the community. Uh, they were big all over, and they pretty much said, we've had enough. You got the, the employers, the oligarchy has, has uh, taken advantage of the workers, um, they even had kids working just like they do today in Arkansas. Uh, Governor Huckabee, Huckabee now is uh, uh, writing policy that allows uh, workers to utilize um, children uh, as young as 14 and 15, teenagers, in the meatpacking plants in Arkansas. Well, guess who owns meatpacking plants in Arkansas? 
Well, you got the Waltons, Walton family, and you got the Koch family. So, and you also got the Chinese. Uh, the Chinese own a, uh, probably one-fifth of our meat packing. So, you start to get an idea who's running what. And they can't very well come out and say, here's what we want, and to hell with what you guys want. So they spend all their time uh, setting up elaborate networks with other foundations and colleges who write for newspapers and policy networks and think tanks, etc., etc., etc. They are using this to get what they want from society. And the politicians are more than happy to roll over backwards and seek what they want in return for checks. Because fundraising is the number one thing that the politicians do. And it's real easy to go to the Koch brothers and get a $10,000 check than it is to get $10,000 uh, $1 checks from the people. So you can see how easily the oligarchs can sway the politicians and the oligarchs also own all the media, the mainstream media. And they're the ones, if you go back and look over this last year and the work that Matt Tybee did, uh, the former Rolling Stones journalist, he was given document after document from Elon Musk at Twitter showing how the government was uh, like Homeland Security and the FBI was reaching out to uh, Zuckerberg over at Facebook and the head guys at Twitter and showing them that um, which accounts need to be censored and, and run and, and trace down by the algorithm and shut down. And uh, this was going on. Uh, most of us alternative media journalists knew that this was going on because we could see it with our accounts. Uh, after January 6th, my Facebook account in all the business Muncie Voice and Muncie Matters uh, evaporated. All of a sudden, no eyeballs could see it. And that was because of the algorithm set out by Facebook. And Twitter was the same way. It uh, pretty much all ruled by the oligarchs. Last thing I want to say in this episode is um, when you consider an oligarchy, there was a, uh, I think it was a Greek philosopher uh, mentioned that uh, you can always tell um, who runs a place by who it is you can't um, hold accountable. And 
the media is not going to do it because the media's got to make money. Uh, they've got advertisement goals, and they can't sell advertisements to uh, slots to corporations if they're holding them accountable. So, as uh, Noam Chomsky uh, wrote in the 80s, uh, the media basically filters itself. That's... Uh, that's one of the reasons why it's been uh, fading away and, and dying is it's not, it's not doing its job. You know, it was given a very, uh, Jefferson and, the, and the, our framers gave it a very specific job in holding uh, the government accountable while the government job, the government's job, was to hold the private sector, the capitalists, the oligarchs accountable. Well, um, that didn't last long. You know, Jefferson wrote about it. He knew human nature. You know, he, again, he was one of the enlightened ones. And he knew human nature, and he knew that if left to their own devices, uh, the economic wolves would come in and take over the government and eliminate the uh, the regulators. And we see that right now going down in banking once again. In 2008, they had a chance. Um, Obama had the chance to uh, rectify the situation and socialize the banks and eliminate them from becoming gamblers and playing with uh, um, all their um, uh, the derivatives market. That was a huge uh, thing that was causing the, the bank's issues in 2008, well, we never straightened it out. We let the bank straighten it out themselves, and so we got a mess getting ready to start right now. I've been writing about it for the last year. Um, several good journalists out there holding the uh, capitalists and the oligarchs accountable. Anyway, the 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 uh, banking industry is just is is another oligarchy that uh, runs the show, and it pays both uh, Democrats and Republicans to uh, lay off. So the uh, government's not doing their job. I mean, I can go down the list, and I will as we get into further and further episodes of. Uh, um, for instance, the the water pollution in Indiana is, is horrible. We rank in the top five most dirtiest states out there. There's no reason for it. We are a conservation-friendly state. Uh, why Republicans vote for Republicans that are that are basically destroying our environment, I have no idea. I, I, it just takes a high level of propaganda 
to to pass this on to the individuals. I mean, I I just don't know how it gets passed on. I don't know how they get voted in, um, but they do, and the media plays right along. I mean, I've been invited to become a a, a volunteer water keeper and water monitor. Uh, so I'll be going out into the rivers uh, this spring and summer when the uh, CAFOs, confined animal feed operations, get cranking and they start polluting our waters. I'll go out and test the water and send it to the regulators uh, because our state government's not doing it themselves. Uh, we used to do this um, by sending in journalists to videotape what was going on in these confined animal feed operations, these CAFO operations, and uh, uh, you know what the government did? The government's response was to make it illegal for journalists to... Um, lie on their application so that they could get in there and take videos. You know, we used to fly over, fly planes over the CAFOs to see where the manure and urine lagoons were flowing into the um, uh, tiles and then into the river and the government made flying over private property illegal. So as you can see, every time we make headway in holding the uh, oligarchy accountable, the oligarchy uses the government and their political operatives to counter-strike and prevent them from being held accountable. And that is the same path that you'll see up and down every single industry. And just writing about it will get you censored. Talking about it will get you censored. But it has to be done. People have to understand what's going on or they're not going to be able to make sound decisions in favor of their own families. I'll be coming to you with more episodes on Muncie Voice. Um, very soon we'll be covering lots of different topics. I've been asked a lot of different questions. So we'll be hitting those here soon. And um, I'll be talking to you as quickly as possible. Thank you.